Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Monday, November 13, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. All information Uh shared on this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. I want to share with you today an article that points out such an important topic that no one else will talk about that you should, if you're disabled, you definitely need to be aware of this. If you're a caregiver, you definitely need to be aware of this. And if you're a, quote, a normal person, you most certainly need to be aware of this. The title of this article, and it's from the uh, the publication Science, and it's by Phi Jacobs, uh, dated 8 November 2023. And it's titled, How Many in the U.S. Are Disabled? Proposed census changes would greatly decrease count. Let's read a little bit of this, shall we? Um, I have the whole article, the link to the whole article up on encouragingangels.org, the EA blog. Again, www.encouragingangels.org. And then click on EA blog to find the link to this article. The U.S. Census Bureau may soon change the way one of its nationwide surveys asks about disability. But alarm bells are ringing for many researchers and activists because the proposed change would dramatically decrease the official number of people in the United States who are considered disabled. Quote, disabled people are already underserved, said Scott Landis, a sociologist at Syracuse University who studies disability. Altering the way the Census Bureau gathers disability statistics, he argues, will generate inaccurate information. In an 18 October letter, he and other disability researchers and advocates called for the Census Bureau to reconsider. The change concerns a section of the Bureau's annual American Community Survey, that's ACS, which serves as an important source of demographic, social, and economic data. The ACS uses a set of six, excuse me, yes or no questions related to the difficulty with hearing, vision, and other functions to determine disability status. A respondent who answers yes to any of these questions is counted as disabled. Many state and federal programs rely on ACS data when allocating funding, and the data are used to elevate whether disabled people are being given equal opportunities when it comes to things like housing, education, and health care. But the ACS is also a vital resource for researchers. Quote, it certainly has the ability to drown out 
a lot of better designed sources of disability data, unquote, says Jamie Seltzer, a disability activist and researcher at Stanford University who uses the data for her own work on chronic fatigue syndrome. In the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, Seltzer says many are also using the data for research on long COVID. Now, bureau officials are recommending replacing those questions with a set developed by the Washington Group on Disability Statistics, a United Nations convened organization that creates disability data collection tools for censuses and national surveys. I'm going to skip a bit, and they basically make the uh, the questions kind of like... Um, well, let's read this. The, the Washington Group's method, known as the Washington Group Short Set on Functioning, also consists of six questions that cover the same topics as the ACS questions. Instead of answering yes or no, however, respondents rate their level of difficulty on each function by choosing one of the four options, ranging from no difficulty to cannot do it all. Now, here's the, the paragraph I want before I stop. I want to share with you. Excuse me. Sorry for that handling noise. Compared with the current questions, the Washington Group on Disability Statistics will, quote, capture information in a manner that reflects advances in the measurement of disability, unquote, an agency spokesperson said in an emailed statement but it would also reduce the prevalence of disabled people in the U.S. to 8%, down from the ACS's current estimate of 14%. Bureau statisticians reported at the September CSAC meeting. This decrease has to do with how the, uh, the Washington Group defines disability as Washington Group protocol states that only those who indicate, quote, a lot of difficulty or, quote, cannot do it all for one or more of the questions should be categorized as disabled. So this, uh, these six questions, which are in the census, again, that happens every 10 years, the U.S. census, you know, on the beginning of the decade, uh, determines on how many people are disabled. Now, disability is not a uh, a complete uh, definition in that, you know, for instance, my daughter who could not walk, who could not talk, uh, who could not feed herself, who could not toilet herself, I mean, that's a complete disability, let me tell you. <laughs> You know, we did ICU level care, you know, for eight and a half years at home with no help. So she was 100% completely disabled. Now, there are folks, for instance, like when you go to church and you have a, a couple of handicapped parking spaces close to the front door, a lot of times that's an older person who maybe, let's say, maybe they're in their 80s and uh, they have a heart condition and they can't walk that far. You know, that is still a disability. I mean, there's a lot of things that they can't do. Uh, it doesn't mean, you know, necessarily that they need money. 
but they're they have a disability. I mean, if you're a human being, you know, that has two legs and you, and you can't walk more, you know, than fifty yards, uh, you have a big problem. You know, that maybe they have a you know problem with their injection fraction, what have you. Uh, this has a lot of profound implications for support for the disabled and actually even recognition of the disabled. I want to take you actually to encouragingangels.org. Now, if we go, that's encouragingangels.org. That's our website. Pardon me. And click on the tab called The Problem. And I've had these up really, this information since the beginning. I'm not sure what year I started the website. It might have been 2008, 2009, somewhere right in there. And at that time, remember, I would have been working on the the year 2000 census. And I have left this information up. <clears throat> and as it uh, is, I mean, it, it shares information on the interpretation of disabled on our website. Uh, and this is information I, I, I pulled up a long time ago. 49.7 million number of people age five and over with a disability according to census 2000 this is a ratio of nearly one in five u.s residents or 19 percent now now again 49.7 million and this is i put this up i mean somewhere around the the year of 2009 and this was according to the census 2000 do you think that since then we have less disabled people or more disabled people I assure you, it's more, (laughs) in my humble opinion. I assure you, it's more. Uh, Just for a fact, the the immigration into the United States has provided so many more people, because now we're up to, I forget what what our population is, 330, somewhere between 330 and 350 million. I mean, when we have not, and these articles, I have them up on EA Blog. So you can go to encouragingangels.org, click on EA blog, and 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 backfeed the, the 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 blog entries. When Dr. Betty Eads says that two billion—that's with a B—two billion people around the world are now disabled because of the jab. How many disabled people are there really in the U.S. now? It's way more than 49.7 million as according to the, you know, the, the 2000 census. And that was, you know, 19%, you know, as it was counted back then. And even now, as it was counted, and I assume that's the 2020 census, that we had 14%. I remember looking at it and going, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Even if I took them at their word, which I don't. Even if I took them at their word that this change in how people are identified in the census as disabled or not would take it from 14% 
in the current census of 2020, down to 8%. So that would take it from, you know, if, if the population is about 330 million, we would have about 40, like 42 and a half million disabled, which of course on its face doesn't make sense because in the year 2000, it was 49.7 million. Again, I'm going to take them at their word. So we would be going from 42.5 million down to 26 million and change disabled just because of how they answer questions in the census. That means that basically 16 million people are going to disappear as far as when the government wants to shell out money, you know, to support disabled people or the organizations and, uh, you know, funding uh, apparati, are they going to get more money or less money? The answer is, of course, they're going to get less money if they're funded at all. I mean, there's this, and and again, this is a a UN uh, organization that's trying to do this. You know, I would write my congressman on this. Think If you're disabled, please consider that. Please, you know, take the article that I have on EA Blog from Science, read it, send it to your congressman and say, we, we do not agree with this. Because any funding that you get now, the chance of it being curtailed, it, it go, goes up by, you know, by 100%. Almost 100%. Because they're going to cut this, you know, how people are counted from 14% to 8 If it was 14 to 7 it would be half or 100%. So, you know, you it's going up over 80%, the, um, the possibility of you losing funding or, or some funding. There's an old term that came out of, uh, I can't remember which, which uh, you know, New World Order person started this or if it went all it might have gone all all the way actually back to like Aldous Huxley and I think it did the term useless eaters which are they they apply to uh most people now but it was applied directly to the disabled who you know who do not work and who cannot contribute to society like a person who works in a factory or an office or what have you they call them useless eaters now we know that's not true, and we know that God's power and mercy and teaching is disseminated through the disabled. Again, we, if we go back, which I've spoken on numerous times, if you go to, I'm going to read it, if you give me a, a chance just to type it in here. If we go to John 9, the Gospel of John chapter 9, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. I am, well, I am in the world. I am the light of the world. So the first problem is the 
disciples say is just like the church, just like the church. Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? They heap the blame on the caregiver, heap it, you know, on the parents. And, of course, they heap it on the man. And Jesus says, neither this man nor his parents sinned. So, and then God healed him. God did a miracle. He showed his power through the disabled person in a way that he could not or would not do with somebody who didn't have any, quote, problems or issues. That's why disabled folks are so important. I swear that in my humble opinion and my life experience is that how people treat the disabled is that it will be a, a movie that God will replay when they reach the judgment seat, excuse me, <laughs> judgment seat of God. Because we all will be judged and Jesus will be our judge. He will play that tape back. And, you know, for those folks who want to call the disabled useless eaters, for those folks who want to reduce how the disabled are counted to make them invisible or to disappear them from 18% to 8 excuse me, from 14% to 8%, as in this uh, article from Science that we shared with part of you with today. Uh, how different will this be than Nazi Germany? And I apologize to my German friends for, you know, bringing that up because I know it's painful and it's not part of their life. But anyway, from Nazi Germany is that, uh, you know, they, they called the, 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 the Jewish question, you know, you know, what do they do with the, the Jews? And they, then they had a final solution. Well, folks, I mean, <laughs> during COVID, again, Dr. Betsy Eads, 2 billion have now been disabled out of a population of 8 billion worldwide due to the jab. And depending, like Dr. Tenpenny said, about 20 million are dead. And that's as of last October, 2022. Uh, Dr. Uh, Pierre Corey recently stated that it was about 17 million. So that number might not be perfect, but look how many people are dead. That is a final solution. This jab that people experienced during the last three years. Many of them were disabled already. And are gone now. I mean, the powers that be, the evil powers that be in this world are truly overly concerning themselves with the acts of depopulation, in my humble opinion. And so I would say, if it were me, and everyone has to make up their own mind, if the government is going to accept, again, I wouldn't accept anything from the, from the UN. Again, this is my humble opinion. 
such an incredible reduction on how many people are being counted as disabled and the reduction, again, from the year's 2000 census of 19% to the 2020, 14% to now, if they just changed how people answered, it would be 8%. It's because they can't and don't want to pay, you know, um, you know, something to address that situation. And they, you know, from what we saw in the last three years, I can only use my eyes that I, you know, that I, that God gave me to say that they're depopulating everyone, but especially the disabled, because they don't want to take care of them. They don't want to provide services for, you know, what is needed. And again, there's varying levels of disability. But seriously, use your own common sense. Look at the Encouraging Angels, encouragingangels.org. Click on the tab called The Problem. And then look at what I have left up here. This is so helpful, really. According to the census of 2000, it's 19% that they counted as disabled. In 2020, they counted 14%. Now they want to make it 8%. Gee, we're just the, is the United States just the healthiest bunch of people? What a bunch of horse crap. These people are about depopulation. These people, they hate the disabled. They hate God's people. Uh, anybody who loves Jesus. Um. That's, again, my humble opinion. Uh, and there's, you know, uh, the folks who are doing disability on their own, like there's a mom and dad taking care. I can think of a friend of mine right now who's taking care of an adult child. who The kid is in a day program, but, you know, they still... Um, You know, you know, the kid lives there and sleeps there. And it's everything. It takes everything for them to care for that child. They have, they have given their lives to take care of this child. And we're now looking at a much greater possibility that maybe he, you know, since he could... He could walk and he could toilet himself, but, you know, he can't communicate effectively. I mean, when you get to know disabled folks, if you've ever worked with them, they do communicate in certain ways that you have to learn. You know, all of them are, are different that way. Um, if, you know, I mean, I'm talking about severely affected folks. Um, that There's going to be so much of a loss of funding. It will be... I mean, they can't, I've done stories about um, people begging the governor of Pennsylvania for more money for DSPs, that's direct service providers. That's the people who care, you know, every day, day in and day out for the disabled that, are, that do it as a profession. I mean, they can't find the people right now because they can't, they're not paying them enough money. They have never paid them enough money. And in my humble opinion, they never will pay them enough money. The government, you know, 
as, you know, expressed through this article written in Science, um, want less and less to do with the disabled. It's clear. So I ask you to use this as perhaps, uh, you know, something that you can share with your congressperson, with your senator, and say, no, we don't want this because we want to make sure that money stays, uh, you know, where it is applied right now, of which they're fighting for. You know, they don't have enough money now. What happens when the state says, oh, there's, you know, 40% less disabled than there were last year. We don't have money for you. It will go that way, I assure you. Um, so, again, I mean, the government does have money, does not have the money, really. The government's broke. Uh, there's nobody buying the bonds of the United States anymore. So this is a big problem all the way around. But still, one must fight. Especially if you're in the fight, you have to continue to fight. And you can, you can put this together in an email and send it to your congressperson. Think about it. Don't stop fighting. Don't stop fighting. If they won't take care of you in that manner, do you think that they have a civil defense plan for you? You know, the United States is, is actively involving itself in at least three war fronts right now. The Ukraine, of which, you know, quote, we're not really in that war, but we just supplied all the uh, the armaments and so forth. We pay all of their, like, uh, the public servants' pensions. You know, we have sent, like, two, and I think it's now a third carrier group. And that doesn't mean just the aircraft carrier. That means all the supporting ships that go along with it, you know, to the, the Mediterranean in the area around the Middle East. And, of course, there's the hotbed of activity around Taiwan. There's going to be wars in all these places. And yet, your government does not officially have a civil defense plan for you where you live. They do have a FEMA camp for you, and you'll march in it. When there's no food, you'll march into there, and it'll be most likely a work camp. Again, that's my humble opinion. Uh it's not going to be a fun camp, as you know. A, you know, one politician said. Uh, Jack Lawson has written a book called Civil Defense Manual, CivilDefenseManual.com, and in there he explains how to, you know, put together a neighborhood protection team. Because once, for instance, that the electricity goes out, and you know, we've done stories recently about the grid. Um, that the electricity goes out and services go down and grocery stores are not open and or there's some kind of attack on the U.S. I mean, God forbid, but, you know, I just think the likelihood of that is just uh, monumental, um, is that you're going to have brigands. You're going to have people coming to uh, take what you have, in my humble opinion. And so Jack has put together, for instance, like the neighborhood protection team, how to put one together, how to interview people to, to fill spots on that thing. Um, NC Scout, 
you know, he's had other people contributing uh, chapters to the book. N.C. Scout wrote an incredible chapter on communications. Um, Navy SEAL Matt Brackett on night fighting uh, from, uh, oh, heck, I can't remember his website, but Sam Culper um, on area intelligence, you know, understanding what's going on around you. And all the information on, you know, how to deal with nuclear fallout and, I mean, so much more. It's it's $99. It's a two-volume set, 950 pages. And in my humble opinion, it's worth it. Where else are you going to go to have, you know, information that you can have as you kind of go through things and hopefully start reading ahead of time to do things ahead of time to, um, uh, you know, to help you. Um, you know, there's that old saying that God helps those that helps themselves. That's nowhere to be found in the Bible, folks, just to let you know that. Um, but, you know, I would use the term faith without works is dead. Okay. You say God's going to take care of you. Well, you have to do something. You know, if you believe that you're going to act on it, because if you don't act on it, it's as if you never believed. So consider civildefensemanual.com at, you know, Civil Defense Manual, the books, uh, the manuals at civildefensemanual.com, okay? Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. Um, I'm just beside myself. I'm kind of injured right now. And, um, you know, I'm trying to, I've got a lot of songs written. I'm working on a couple more to kind of finish the project. I'm doing that. I have this little book I wrote. Maybe it was, maybe, I'm, I'm not even sure if it's big enough to call a novella, um, but maybe it is a novella um, that I would like to put out. And I'm beside myself trying to get this done and making sure I'm doing shows every day. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You know, this show that I did today, you're not hearing anywhere else. Would you please consider supporting us? Yeah. Encouraging Angels is a tax-exempt organization, 501c3. Please consult a tax attorney as to the applicability, uh, you know, of a gift to your tax situation. We, we do not give tax advice. Um, we, we can use the help. Believe me, we can use the help. I thank the, the supporters that we have. I thank you. And I know that you know who, who you are and, um, you know, I sincerely appreciate it. Um, this is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Samansky, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.